Welcome to the Beach Catholic Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, today we're going to be having a discussion revolved around the importance of service. And to do so, as usual, I've got Father Brian Barr with me. How are you, Father? Good, Lorenz. How you doing? Doing well. So, um, you know what? I just want to jump into the previously mentioned topic. Uh, you know, today we want to talk about service. It's such a big part of being a Catholic. Uh, and now I feel like we're constantly being called to serve others in the readings, your homilies, and the Gospels. Um, but uh, where in the Bible essentially is it telling us, hey, you, you need to serve others, you need to help those less fortunate than, than yourself? Sure. Uh, well, all over, really, in a sense. Uh, you know, you think about so much of what Jesus talked about, so many of his parables, uh, just his, his action, you know, what, what we hear kind of historical pieces, uh, Jesus' life, things he did, they were just always, uh, they were just always other-centered. They were always, it was always about people, people in need, people with less, people without, and, you know, he was just always um, challenging his people to just uh, look beyond themselves and uh, no, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a suggestion either. It was it was like this is this is kind of an obligation. I'm th- like, I'm thinking of uh, you know the parable you get this sometimes at funerals. Uh, Jesus talks about the the sheep and the goats, and it's kind of this whole little uh, story about the you know judgment. And at the end of our lives, um, you know we will be judged, and it'll be sort of like a, a separating. There'll be two categories. You got the sheep and the goats, and you want to be you want to be among the sheep, you know. If you're if if you get put in the in the in the goat category, that means you you drop the ball uh, in the course of your life. And so much of in this, in the course of that parable, he says, you know, when when you reached out to those in need, um, the times that you did that, uh, you did it for me. And if you didn't do it, you know that that there's sort of the criteria for are you. What, what what group are you, are you placed in uh, at the end of your life? Um, and it's all about, you know, when you you, you, you fed the hungry and you, you gave drink to the thirsty and shelter to the homeless and, you know, clothes to the naked. And um, and in the course of this little parable, people say, well, you know, what, when when were you there? And he says, well, whenever, whenever you did it or whenever you didn't do it, for the people you encountered, you either did it or you didn't do it for me. Um, so in a way, I mean, it's, it's almost like, how do you get to heaven? Or what's what's the requirement of getting getting to, you know eternal life? It's it's serving others, people people in need. So you know that's just one example. I mean, he just kind of everywhere he went, he he reached out to the needy. You know, people who just lacked what you know other people had and. Just challenged us to to come to their aid. So a, a main reason of why I wanted to bring up service on this week's podcast is, hey, as we all know, Father, millions of people have been affected by Hurricanes Harvey and now Irma, and and just recently St. Mary's and the city of Long Beach did something amazing in response to these tragedies. Now, now can you just describe what was going on around the church and in Long Beach last week? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was it was wild. It was. Uh, well, you know, uh, our Harvey had happened in Texas. This was, uh, I guess, now a couple of days after 
uh, Harvey had sort of struck and you know you were just seeing more and more in the news the, the, the scope of this thing and just the, the disastrous nature of it and um, and I just uh, I got it very specifically I got a call from a, a guy who lives here in, in Long Beach and uh, said to me hey I'd like to I'd like to start to get a collection going for, for the people just supplies food water clothing uh, batteries, you know, you name it, flashlights, etc., uh, blankets, and um, could we use, first thing he said was, can we use it at the parking lot, because we're going to, he, he'd rented a, a tractor trailer, so I guess part one was going to be, we're just going to gather the, gather the, the uh, all of these supplies, and then part two was they were going to send him, drive him down to Texas, and so he said, can, I, can we have the parking lot, and I said, yeah, sure, and, and then can we have, uh, you know, he also needed the parish hall to, to kind of supply, store everything and kind of sort it out. So I said, you know, definitely, you know, definitely to all, all of the above. And it just, it just became this uh, massive kind of grassroots effort. Um, you know, when I was, when I was in the seminary, I had to take a, a couple of courses on counseling, you know, pastoral counseling. And I remember... My professor, she was great. She was a psychologist, and uh, she said to us a lot of important things. But I remember one thing she she really drove home, and she said uh, to us, you know, to these seminarians, future priests, she said, "Don't ever tell people you know how they feel if you don't know how they feel. Like if they're, if they're describing something that's tough, some sort of struggle that they've got, and they're they're kind of sharing with you or unloading on you." Uh, don't say, yeah, I, I know how you feel, unless you really do, because if you don't, you know, they're going to they're gonna know that, and they're going to kind of resent it, and I, first of all, practically, I think it was great advice, I, I really tr try not to make that mistake, uh, and hey, if I, if I do know, if I do know how they feel, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, if it's something they're going through, it's something I've experienced, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to deny it, but um, anyway, the reason I mention that is, I think part of what happened in, in Long Beach with uh, in the in the aftermath of, of Hurricane Harvey was it was a whole lot of people who knew how Texas was feeling um, and prior to five years ago had there been no Sandy I you know the people in Long Beach are awesome and they're big-hearted people but in all honesty I, I don't think I know we wouldn't have had the, the degree of response that we had had we not been in their shoes five years ago you know, Hurricane Sandy here in, in Long Beach and the South Shore of Long Island in Jersey. Just so we saw these pictures of of Harvey, and it was kind of like scary flashback stuff. You know, you just had and Harvey was worse than Sandy, but but Sandy was bad. And you saw these images, and I just think people just naturally said, "We got to do something. Like we we've got to we got to try we got to try and help." And and that's just totally what happened. It became this. You know, it started on, uh, the idea started on Monday, we kind of opened up the hall on Tuesday afternoon, and then, you know, it just grew. Wednesday, Thursday, more. By Friday night, the place was packed, packed with supplies, packed with people, and it's Saturday even more so, and then they just began the process of uh, kind of loading it in the trucks, and I think it was six, I think it was six tractor trailers full of supplies that we ultimately sent down to to Texas. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I just think that the biggest piece of it was like, you know, when you've been there and I, this is, this is more than just hurricane experience. I think in life, like 
if somebody's telling you telling you their story and it's a tough story, and if you've been there, like you hear it on another level. Like, you know, if you had, say you had a couple of people in a room and, and, a, and a, a person walks in and, and starts to talk to, say, four other people, and the person who walked into the room was undergoing, say, chemo, ther chemotherapy for uh, cancer treatment, and they were describing it. And one of, one of the four people in that room had experienced chemo a couple of years before. And the other three people hadn't. That person is going to, they're going to get it on a level that the other three people, you know, they're, they're sympathetic, but they're not, you know, they don't know what it's like because they haven't been there. But the, the person who's been there is going to connect with this person who's going through it right now on a very, very different level. And I just, I just think that's what happened with, with this Harvey response, it was just, we know what you're going through. Um, and you know what I think was one of, one of the great pieces of it was, like, we were able to say, like, you, this is going to get better. Like, you, you're going to get through this because we, we were a mess. We were in your shoes five years ago and our church was trashed, you know, completely ruined, essentially, because of the storm and certainly people's homes. But like, the church is open and homes have been rebuilt and like we're back on our feet. So just, I just think for people in Texas in the midst of their kind of misery to, to hear from people who have been there, um, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was an important, important gesture. Um, and just a great experience for us. Uh, you know, the look, the look on people's faces that were just working, they just, people just seem so happy. They seem to be so happy to be, to be helping, um, you know, when you had guys out loading like these giant, giant pallets of, of you name it, you know, just water and all the stuff that I mentioned, lugging stuff. You had ladies in the hall sorting boxes. You had kids, kids, you know, writing little notes on the boxes, you know, you know, dear, uh, dear Houston, um, uh, we're praying for you and it's going to get better and hang in there. Love, you know, love Long Beach. Um, so it's kind of like every, every, every age group was able to kind of help out. Um, and I also think it was a great thing for, for these kids to just experience, like to see that, yeah, listen, when, when people are in need, we have an obligation to, to try to help them as best we can. And, uh, you know, it's that gospel. It's that parable that I mentioned. Like, they were just kind of seeing it in action. Um, helping strangers, reaching out to strangers. So it was really a, uh, you know, it was a pretty profound experience, you know, over, over you know, two or two or three days. Just a, a really great thing. I mean, the, the two aspects, right? The first aspect is the, the amount that was actually donated. <laughs> and like you said, it filled up the church. Uh, there's an amazing photo of right outside the church when the, when they were ready to load up the trucks. The entire sidewalk was taken up in front of the church. And, and it's one of my favorite photos. of. Uh, you said it this past Sunday. It's your favorite photo of St. Mary's because that that's, that's what the church is about. So the amount that was donated and sent down there that's one aspect of it uh i think on top of the 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 six trucks that you mentioned close to forty thousand dollars in gift cards were donated uh to, to be to, to be handed out down there so is that right yeah. wow, so I mean, the supplies I, plus that yeah wow no it was so it was so cool that 
the corner of the church. It was uh, a corner of the hall <clears throat> where people would come in. They had a couple of people that would just work at a table, a desk, or you know, a table. And they had a box, like a big box with a, a, a hole cut in it. And people would just come in, and that's where you'd come in and you'd drop off the gift cards. It was insane. It was insane. I couldn't believe how many gift cards. Um, I was thinking of the scene. Remember at the end, the end of uh, It's a Wonderful Life when um, Jimmy Stewart is, uh, people are coming to his rescue. You know, he's, uh, the business has kind of gone under because of the mistake that was happened with his his uncle, whatever the details. But, you know, he thought his life had fallen apart and, and people in the town showed up and they're literally coming into his house and they're just dropping money in a basket. Like, it, it almost kind of had that that feel. Um had a, a, a mother come up to me, <clears throat> and she handed me, uh, she gave me a check. She said to me, can you, she gave me a check for $1,500. She said, can you get this to, to, to people who need it? And I, I said, yeah. I said, I, 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 I'm not sure right this moment where it's going to go, but yeah, I promise you it'll get there. And she told me she actually, she got four kids. She got two in, um. I think one in college, one in uh, one in high school, and two in grade school. And she said, uh, she talked to them, and she said to them, uh, "Hey guys, let's 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 go with a little bit less this Christmas. Um, let what do you, what do you say? We just you know we're going to get presents, and we're going to give each other presents. But let's what do you say? We just we give less to each other, and we take some of that money and we put it toward people who." aren't even going to have a house this Christmas because of this, this, this wicked hurricane. And um, it's interesting. She said that the, uh, the two older ones said, yeah, like, definitely. Um, and the two younger ones were a little more hesitant. You know, part of it was, I guess, these little kids are thinking, oh, man, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have as great a you know, Christmas morning. But, but I think the bigger reason why it was the two older ones remember Sandy. And the two younger ones... You know, if they're in grade school and they're, you know, they have at best a limited memory of what it was like here. So it was just a reminder to me that, like, when you've been there in the course of life, like, whatever, wherever there is, if, if you just, if you, you know, you've, you've been able, you've, you've been dealt a, a certain kind of cross, um, when you encounter somebody else, you know what? You just become more sensitive to, to crosses and to people who have their own crosses, whether it's exactly yours or, or something something similar. Um, and I think creating experiences or where you, you see, like, you know, uh, we, we actually, last, I guess it was the last time maybe we spoke when uh, we were talking about campus ministry and, you know, Sean was on the show with us. Um, we talked at one point about uh, service trips that we used to be involved in um, on the on the camp on the college campuses. So you'd, you'd you'd get a bunch of kids to on spring break to go to uh, Central America or down to the, uh, the Appalachian Mountains and work in seriously poor areas, you know. And you go away for a week and you're working to help build, you know, a garage or a uh, a ramp for a wheelchair. You work in a soup kitchen, and and that's that's all good and that's important, but. I think the bigger the bigger value of it is uh, it just creates an awareness. Like you realize, like oh my gosh, like there are seriously poor people out there. And when I'm complaining that I haven't got, you know, uh, 
I go into a store and they don't have the, the, the particular brand of potato chips that I want and I'm all annoyed about that. It's like, wait a minute. Remember, like, there are people out there that have got, they have so much less than we've got. So it just, it just creates a, a good perspective. And I think, I think we should kind of always be open to that. Just, um, cause you can just kind of, you can get hung up, you can get caught up in your own, your own needs and your own desires and just become, you know, it's easy to become kind of self-absorbed. Um, I got a friend of mine who, uh, I went to college with and he's, uh, he's a teacher and he, um, He's been teaching for like almost 30 years now. And he, uh, I remember when we were in college, he used to talk about high school. He teaches in a high school now, and but I remember when we were in college, he he told me about his college experience, which he, he hated. He had a real tough time. He was a, uh, his father was in the army, so he was like an army brat. And he, because of that, he moved constantly. And he, he said to me, he moved three times in four, he was in three different high schools. Uh, in his four years of high school, uh, three, three different moves. Um, and, uh, he said it was brutal. He said it was just, uh, it was, he, as a result of that, he never really knew anybody and, uh, you know, just to, moving into a new school, moving in the middle of, middle of the year, all that you can imagine that is. And anyway, that was experience, his experience of high school. And, uh, when he started teaching, he said he, he coached. He coached football and uh, baseball and was real successful as a coach. But he says his biggest uh, success story was this club he started where uh, he would get kids to be there for, for kids who were transferring into this particular school because of his experience. He remembered how tough that was and how scary it was. So, you know, he'd get a couple of just real good kids from each grade. And he asked that they called themselves the rescuers. And his thing was, okay, the sophomore is coming in uh, in the middle of the school year. He doesn't know a soul. So you guys need to go out and pull this kid in and invite him and include him. And just really try to make him or her feel welcome. And like that's his, that's what he's kind of most proud of. And this guy's got, you know, he's got a, a number of championship season trophies and coach of the year trophies but he said that that piece was what matters most and it all goes back to his experience he struggled you know he he had to deal with being an outsider during those tough years and he said i gotta go i gotta go make that i gotta i gotta i gotta try to help kids who are in similar situations today and i think that's what and that's what he calls us to. I think that just sort of a spirit or a service-driven spirit where it's just, it can't just be about you or us, you know. Um, you got to kind of always be thinking of, of the people on the periphery. And I don't know. I think the more, the more you open yourself up to the, you know, broaden your experience um, and look beyond your own needs... Uh, the more you find yourself being kind of service-driven, it seems to me, anyway. And, and that's just it, and, and I think that's exactly what we saw a, a week or two ago, is that, you know, people wanted to react to this. People, <laughs> you know, they've been, we were in those shoes four or five years ago, 
And, and I mean, just wanted to take this opportunity to say if you had any part of that, if you donated anything or, or even more so if you donated your time because you, you said it, people were in there nonstop busting their butts to try to mm-hmm. get everything organized and, and try to get everything onto those trucks. And if you had any hand in that, you know, uh, pat yourself on the back because you stepped up in a big way and and people will directly feel that. Um, down, mm-hmm. down in Houston. So, you know, that that's, you, you got to feel great about it. And it's amazing that people stepped up in times like this, but I think what can be disappointing is outside of these tragedies, Father, I think a lot of times we can fall short of our capabilities and our potential in regards to helping others. So let me ask you this. I mean, I feel like most people will agree that helping those less fortunate is extremely important, but a, a lot of people don't know how to start uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think what you're saying is if you don't know where to start, well, start where you feel that you've been affected or, or a place mm-hmm. that y- you personally have been hit in the past and, and, and because that's where you're going to get the most impact and where you're going to be, be able to relate to people and need the most. Am I right? I think so. Well, I think that's, you know, my, that's my friend, uh, the teacher's story. You know, he, he wanted to start this club because he would have, uh, he wished he had had a, a similar club when you know when, when he was 15 years old. Um, so yeah, I think I think part of it is you know, and that's probably kind of natural. You you you're gonna you're gonna typically go from your experience. So number one, maybe ask yourself that question: like where where's where a way or in which I've I've been affected in the course of my life where I just uh, struggled and I, I I needed something or I lacked something and. Is there is there a, a, a context now in which I could I could maybe speak to that? Um, and you know what? Maybe maybe it's like maybe there's not maybe you're, there's not any particular maybe you're not my friend that way. Like maybe you, you're not really coming from um, a particular uh, per, you know uh, your own experience. You know, there's just if you if you go to the church, there's always opportunities. I mean, here here at St. Mary's, we got a great and this is this is common in many parishes we have a great outreach uh outreach ministry so you have a yeah we got a food pantry that's been in operation for i think about 40 years um they're open a couple of days a week we've got a soup kitchen same thing you know three three days a week people from the community can come in um and they're fed part of it is is literally like soup kitchen uh people being fed lunch and served Part of it is also, uh, it's social, you know, it's for people who are, I don't know, maybe a little down and out, maybe just struggling kind of relationally, they may be kind of lonely, um, and it's just a place for them to hang and, 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 and get something to eat, but maybe more important than the, the bite to eat is the, the conversation that they'll have, um, you know, everybody knows somebody Everybody's got like a nursing home experience, right? You know, everybody knows somebody who's, you know, a relative, a grandmother, an aunt, somebody who who was in a nursing home, um, something like that. Say, okay, what can I maybe plug into a ministry of just visiting visiting elderly people um, that are in a nursing home, particularly those who are, appear to not really ever have. Um, Visitors, you know, the the church has you know, what they call the corporal works of mercy. Um, 
you know, and some of those some of those works of mercy are, you know, feed the hungry, uh, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, comfort the sick. Um, you know, parish outreaches in some cases literally do that, or they do variations of that. You have uh, Thanksgiving, you have the turkey drives, Christmas, you have you know Christmas toy drives. Um, you know, in the winter, you know, again, is it literally clothing the naked? Well, not not literally, but you have you know you have winter coat drives, thing, things like that. So, you know, you don't have to look too far to find things where you, where you can plug into. And I just, say so I mentioned the Paul Societies, um, you know, the great work that they do. And I just, I go back to my experience or our experience in, in the parish hall in those days after, uh, after uh, Harvey, you know, and, and the work that they did here. You just, people just felt so good. They just felt so good about themselves. Um, and this was Labor Day weekend. You know, it was a, it was a Friday night or, and a Saturday of Labor Day weekend. There were a thousand other places these people could have been. And on a certain level, you know, yeah, they didn't, I guess they didn't go somewhere that they probably would have gone on a, on a long holiday weekend, but they wouldn't have traded it for anything. Um, so I think it's, we should, we should push ourselves and allow ourselves to be pushed. Um, we, should, we should push our kids. We should grab a friend and, 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 and push a friend to, to join yourself in, a, in, in opportunities, like service-related opportunities, because you just, you just come out of them better, uh, feeling better about yourself, and you're like, man, what a, what a productive use of an evening or, or a Saturday or a, uh, sometime, like I said, maybe even a more extended experience where you're traveling for a number of days. Um, but you just, you're always here. You're always like, yeah, I gave a lot. I got a whole lot more. You, you just, you just, you get, you get more. Um, Jesus says, you know, those who lose their life will, will gain their lives. Um, it's this constant, challenge to sort of sac personal sacrifice, personal humility, like lower yourself and at the end of the day, see how you're the winner. You know, you give it, you give it away and you get twice as much back. So I just think it's a spirit. Like it's just a way of kind of seeing, seeing life and, and our responsibility as, as, as Christians. And I love what you said there. Bring a friend. Bring your families. I, I, I mean, there's, there's no better example that a, a parent can set for their kids than, than doing it right. And and mm -hmm. and bringing the kids along and showing them, well, this is what we need to do from time to time. And 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 hopefully right. the kids the kids fall in line after the fact. But uh, they're they're not going to know unless you're doing it also. Um, yeah. I, I mean, those were some amazing suggestions, Father. Uh, I think it's an amazing start to those who want to carry out God's work. So before we go, do you have any final words on the subject of service? Well, you know, a little, maybe just maybe kind of a, a little bit of a recap of what you said in the beginning. I just, uh, if we're, if we're kind of, if we're in agreement that, no, this is something I, um, I need to pursue maybe more than I, than I typically do, um, to be on the offensive, like to be proactive and, and to go seek uh, 
opportunities, you know, to, to serve. And maybe it's to take the lead. You know, maybe it's to, to plug, you know, to, 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 to go to your pastor and, you know, make a suggestion. Um, something that's already, you know, not even, not even really happening that, that could happen and, and should happen. Um, but to, to, uh, to not wait for it, maybe that, maybe it's this, don't, don't wait for it to come to you. You got You got to go after it. Um, and maybe the, your original idea or suggestion, you know, maybe a couple of weeks after that, it's, it gets rethought and reshaped and it's not exactly what you originally thought you were going to be doing, but now you're doing what's, what's kind of really needed. You know, this is, this is where the need is. Um, it's not exactly what I thought in the beginning, but it's, it's filling gaps in this particular community, maybe more than any other service. So pursue it, kind of go after it. Um, and again, it's it's not a suggestion. Like it's not, this isn't like an extracurricular that uh, we're, we're for the Christian, it's not icing on the cake. It's, it's the main course. Like this is, this has got to be what, you know, what we're about. Absolutely. Well, Father, thank you so much for the advice again, and thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Don't forget, you can listen to Father's Gospels and homilies in past episodes. And if you've got a question, send it in to beachcatholicpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can connect with us at facebook.com slash beachcatholicpodcast. Uh, Rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and feel free to share with your loved ones. And we will be back uh, in, in a few weeks. Until then, God bless. Thanks, Father. Bet. Thanks, Lawrence.